Hello there. Welcome to the Golf Business Technology Podcast. And with me today is uh, Nathan Morris from Club Caddy. Uh, we're going to be talking to Nathan Morris today. He's the Director of Implementation. Uh, hi, uh, Nathan. How are you doing? You all right? Abu, great. Uh, happy to talk to you on Friday, for sure. Great. Well, it's great to connect today. And uh, I'm just going to fire off uh, straight away into our first uh, question. And uh, we wanted to know a little bit about uh, Club Caddy and your your role there and when you started there as well. And uh, give us a bit more about uh, a bit more information regarding what uh, Club Caddy is about and what you offer the golf industry as well. Yeah, great. So uh, I got the Club Caddy last February in 2022 and uh, coming off a myriad of roles with a couple other companies. Um, everything from uh, I was served on product teams and ran support and some account management teams started customer success at another company. So kind of have a holistic view of what golf technology uh, providers do from kind of end to end relative to just the different departments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, came to Club Caddy, director of implementation. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll use that as a segue into talking about really what Club Caddy does and, and how it serves the industry. It's, uh, you know, having done this for this is my 12th year, I've seen a lot of different solutions and there's some very expensive ones that do quite a bit more than Club Caddy does. But everybody else that has produced software at the Club Caddy level, what they failed to do is touch the whole scope within their ecosystem. So what do I mean by that? Mm-hmm. So you have other companies who integrate with other mobile app companies. You have other companies that integrate with event companies. What mm-hmm. Club Caddy's done because it was born from the vision of golf course operators, Jason and Michael. What they've done is they've brought the mobile app in-house with food ordering and events and so on and so forth. And, okay. you know, for me, after my second technology company, I said, there's no chance I'm going to go to a third one. It's just not what I'm going to do. I'm going to branch out. I'm going to get out of golf. Then I saw the product and I was like, okay, that's not going to happen. I'm going to probably stay in golf and uh, hit it off with the guys. And um, yeah, so what do we provide? We provide really one-stop shopping and what we've, it's been exciting, especially in the implementation process. Mm-hmm. We've been able to eliminate a lot of different software from our customers, and mm-hmm. they've been able to bring everything in-house into one, mm-hmm. eliminate spreadsheets and other bills, and basically, again, brought everything under one roof. So, so it's mm-hmm. been pretty exciting and, and mm-hmm. has provided tremendous value, and they've only really been doing it, or we've been only doing it for about four years. and. Perfect. And now, you know, moving forward, the software is only going to get deeper and better. So, um, so if we have this conversation in two years, it's going to be quite a bit different. Right. Good. Well, hopefully we can do a, a follow up on it as well. See where you're at in two years. Um, but uh, in, what I wanted to sort of find out also is, uh, you know, your, your job in implementation. Could you elaborate a bit about the work that you do exactly and what recent projects you've worked on, uh, what they entailed as well? Uh, for sure. So, so our our role in implementation, my team's role is, from the time the sale happens, uh, we begin with the kickoff call. So the sales salesperson will arrange the kickoff with the customer, and you know we'll just learn high level details. We'll outline the project plan, and we'll essentially begin to build the foundation of their system. I'm very big on building from ground up. Uh, yeah. I try to stick stay away from you know 
talking about the shingles before the dirt's dug, uh, you know, to build the house. It's just not the process. So yeah, we try not to be too super process oriented, um, but you have to be. It, it's, you know, we try to have fun with it too. We realize it's golf. Yeah. But our, our, our role is really to re remove as much friction as possible mm -hmm. in the process. So whether it's collecting data, you know, massaging the data, making sure that it's right and positioning with the customers so that they can, they can start really, truly fresh with, with our software. It's a tremendous time to undo years and years and years of perhaps different managers maybe not doing things properly or doing things inconsistently. It's a yeah. way to bring everything together. And yeah. uh, and really, uh, outside of just project management, we kind of become consultants too, because we have to make recommendations on, hey, we know that you had this system. We know what that system did and how it operated. Mm -hmm. We've done this a lot. So we're recommending that you do things in Club Caddy this way. So we're going to set it up this way. It's going to look a little different, but let us, you know, let us set it up. We're going to show you why it's better. And if you still don't like it, we can still revert and we can change things. So, yeah. so really we're partners. Um, and that's in, in the biggest thing in that phase of every phase of the partnership is they just signed, they're excited. And our job is we need to perpetuate that excitement and every single day prove why they made the right decision. So, okay, that's a, without getting super leads and technical, that's as high level. Um, it, those are our responsibilities. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I, I was having a look at uh, the platform actually, and uh, I just wanted to sort of uh, uh, sort of dive into sort of the key features of the system exactly. And what would you say is a feature that uh, clubs should uh, utilize more? And also, what what are they what are they doing at the moment? What 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 what's what's popular at the moment? And what 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 do you think they should be doing really with the system? So I've always said that we, you know within a couple of degrees, your T sheet, your your cash register set you know set up. Mm -hmm. uh, most systems they're within a feature or two similar, so nobody's mm -hmm. really saying oh the T sheet doesn't do this or doesn't do that. The thing in our system that people love, and I, I highlighted it in my uh, previous answer, is the events. Mm -hmm. So we allow people to take event management software where they have to generate invoices out of that. So if you have your weddings or you have your baby showers or you have your golf outings, okay. a lot of times you're in a separate software, you're generating this invoice, and then, then you have to take that and then you have to input values into your point of sale so what yep. we've done is we've allowed people to have things like floor plans uh event details like the menu event add-ons and basically build an itemized outlook for that event and then you're able to download the invoices and generate that for the uh for the customer you're able to email them straight away and within each event it, it's a it's its own payment engine so I don't have okay. to open up member account charges for events mm -hmm. and carry big receivable balances that maybe co-mingle with member balances. I'm able mm -hmm. to actually say, okay, Abu is getting married and this is his summary of everything. And he's given me a $500 deposit for the last 12 months. I have record of that. Mm -hmm. I have the total, I have what's outstanding. 
And from the county perspective, it's a dream for them because, excuse me, it still allows them to reconcile and, and see the revenue on the day that, that they need to see it on. So mm-hmm. that, that whole engine is phenomenal. It's one of the things that, again, kept me in this industry whenever I was maybe looking at looking elsewhere. Um, the other the other thing within the events is we have online event sign up. Okay. So can post a link, whether it's in our membership portal or uh, just on their website to you know sign up for events, and yeah, you can you can target. So whether it's you know brunch with the Easter Bunny or breakfast with Santa or what have you. Uh, yeah, you can have people sign up uh, mm-hmm. for a fee or for no fee. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a lot of people using it for member guests uh, mm-hmm. or member member events, and and ultimately it's it's about them reducing the friction for themselves when people show up, uh, not having to take payment in person, and just really just having a spreadsheet there with, okay, yep, a booze here, check, enjoy your time, mm-hmm. no payment, and it's just like a nicer, Experience. nicer feeling. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and again, that just that that's born from people who physically ran a golf facility and yeah. facilities plural now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's it's just that perspective that has allowed them to have that insight into what that workflow needs to be. And it's not mm-hmm. perfect. Nothing's perfect. Everything, you know, mm-hmm. software is perfect. Uh, everybody be using it. Uh, so we'll iterate over time and. Yeah. Um, already phenomenal. So, so, mm-hmm. so we'll see where it goes. But that's to me the big, that's the big thing in our system is the event okay. management. Um, nice. probably get off on some other topics, but, uh, but that's, yeah, that's always the first one that bounces okay. them. Out. Okay. Brilliant. Um, my next question is going to be a bit, uh, different. So, I mean, well, for the golf industry as a whole, um, what trends are you seeing at the moment in terms of tech? But it uh, doesn't have to be sort of tech, but uh, how do you think these are going to evolve in the future? Where's, what's your take on the global golf game at the moment as well? So I saw an NGF study um, mm. talked about golfers, green grass mm-hmm. versus non-green grass. Mm-hmm. And green grass has been relatively flat. You know, you hear all these numbers. Mm. Year over year, decade over decade, and golf's been pretty flat over the last 30 years. Yeah. As far as green grass golfers, what's really, really taken off exponentially is the simulator space. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of talks around kiosks, you know, so like you go to the Top Golf and then they have the yeah. little monitor where you can select your game, but they don't have like, they don't have a food ordering kiosk or they don't have i want to buy that shirt and i'm in bay 15 where you can deliver it up so you know we've had some talks about kiosk opportunities and we have actually some some places like one in columbus ohio for instance customer the one nine they have a completely staff free brick and mortar two simulator facility going on and they give Mm -hmm. you know they have magnetic keys where their their members get the key they can go it's yeah. 24 hours a day they're booking online they're showing up mm-hmm. and then we set them up a little kiosk mode so where do i see things going i see i just see this opportunity for these business people out there who honestly just 
either want to have fun with some extra money or make some extra money or maybe a little bit of both. And, you know, it's just some ideas with some buddies and there, there's just a lot of really good business people putting these brick and mortar facilities in. That to mm -hmm. me is the biggest trend. And mm -hmm. I haven't really seen a big slowdown and yeah. it, it's pretty phenomenal. So yeah, I, I, I think, think there's a huge opportunity, you know, again, mm -hmm. for us to build the kiosk, for us to to capture that and and really facilitate mm -hmm. that. I think it'll open up a lot of doors too, relative mm -hmm. to, you know, you have your big shots driving ranges out there. Now you have your top top golf, a lot of top tracer ranges yep. that are centered around food and beverage. You know, mm -hmm. so it's all so expensive mm -hmm. that you have to have a restaurant. So instead of having a bunch of servers running around, not that we want to replace people, because I think people in our industry um, need to remain. But yeah, but but certainly, you know, that's maybe a whole nother topic. But yeah, you know, I I think the opportunity for kiosks and you know ordering on demand and sending things mm -hmm. back to the kitchen. Uh, mm -hmm. There's just a lot, there's just a lot of tech out there that has mm -hmm. just not been too so that exists but but perhaps not in golf it's always a bit behind i think yeah. technologically so you know we have our conversations it's about how do we get ahead of that curve mm. definitely i think uh, I, I i agree with you on you know the the gamification and the simulator uh, industry you know it's uh, massively blowing up at the moment and uh, i think that's an, it's an area for people to capitalize on in the future um but uh, I think you're right. Also, I mean, in, in you know the uh, the whole uh, automation side of things, and uh, you know autonomous. Uh, uh, you were talking about hu uh, human beings, drink servers, and uh, you know replacing all of that as well. You know that's uh, that's something that a lot of industries are actually doing right now, and yeah. uh, uh, you've seen that in retail and you know in in aviation, airports, and all of that as well. So um, it, it's something that we should uh, obviously. We're, you know, it's something to look forward to within the golf industry. But uh, as you said, we don't want to get rid of human beings altogether. <laughs> so, no, I think the interactions is the beautiful yeah. thing about the game. So yeah. being on the tech side is yeah. is great. Um, yeah. You know, I promote every advantage and in, in every improvement. Yeah. But but I certainly think that um, you know the person to person interaction is what makes the golf industry really special so i think a, yeah. like a nice blend between the two is yeah. certainly uh something that we should all strive for yeah definitely like a, a hybrid model going forward hopefully yeah but, sure. but, um so my next question um you wake up in the morning what's the driving passion driving passion ultimately is um two twofold my my team and yeah. our customers um i've yeah. always whether i you know my prior career as a land surveyor so whether it was helping them you know realize you know whatever project they were doing um you know coming to fruition faster um you know all the way you know our customers you know we we want them to be long-term partners we want them to make more money and setting them up making them more efficient is is how we do that and then mm -hmm. ultimately you know, my team, you know, helping them grow, making mm -hmm. sure we have the right people, making sure they're happy doing the right things mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, feeling refreshed even during the busiest of times and, 
and yeah so yeah customers and my team that's that's as simple as i can put it great great um what has been the impact of the pandemic on your business and how have you addressed oh. this oh my goodness um before the pandemic mm -hmm. training was all on site yeah like i don't I don't know many companies in this space that that did anything remotely as far as training, unless it was a very simple operation. Yeah. Or when I was at my original company, it was like three or four days minimum yeah. on site, and then yeah. like a 30-day rollout. Yeah. Now that 30-day rollout encompasses training, and you know, training bandwidth has been one of the big things that the pandemic has, has shifted because you couldn't fly anywhere like yeah. immediately, like March, whatever, in 2020, can't fly anywhere. Okay. Everything's remote now. Mm -hmm. So now, now you have this team who doesn't have to travel. And part of the reason you have a bigger team is because they did have to travel and it took more time. Mm -hmm. So now there's layoffs. So that was one huge thing that was really, really hard to watch mm -hmm. across multiple industries, not just ours, of course, but now you have now now you have all these people, especially like brick and mortar, uh, remote work, all of all of it. Now you have to say, okay, now I have this team, I've scaled it back. Now I still want to grow the company at the same rate, but now I can't train everybody. So how do we do it? So when I got here, there were group sessions three days a week, mm -hmm. and it was fine for what it was for a bit. But then you start realizing you have, I mentioned Oakmont Country Club before, so you have like a high, you know, high-end private club. Mm -hmm. Then you'll have a simulator facility. Then you'll have a mom and pop municipality course right down the road. And the three of them have no crisscross in how they operate their business whatsoever. But mm -hmm. they're on the same training. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, we're done with that. And mm -hmm. when I flip the switch on that, then it became clear, okay, we need more people because we need to do better training. And even then it was just such a stretch. Yeah. So now, and I said, okay, how can we do this? And something I've wanted to do for probably since the pandemic started is video learning. So I went and hired a gal from uh, California, Nicole. She applied for an implementation role and she has come in and in three months here, just shy of three months, we have 60 learning videos, um, almost the entire front end of the software, probably a third of the settings so far. Yeah. And that's great. We have a new product. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And yeah. um, I'll share the link with you offline so you can check it out if you're curious. But yeah. eventually, automation with that and our new project management tool that we're putting into place. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to help us scale immensely. And, you know, again, the pandemic has dictated that, you know, those who don't change are going to get left behind. And yeah. the big, my interview with Jason was a long conversation, but conversation with Joe, I don't know if you know Joe from Jonas, uh, Joe Oswald at all, but uh, my call with him was about yeah. 30 minutes. In the first three minutes, he goes, like, why do you want to come here? I just said, I want to build something cool. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just don't want to work. Like, let's just build the coolest thing that, that the industry yeah. has. And I think we're on our way and still a long way to go. But uh, between the tools and the team, I, 
honestly couldn't be happier. So, so yeah. the pandemic has really, I've had all these thoughts and, mm -hmm. um, and I'd say that you're only as good as your team and the tools and mm -hmm. of course, Jason and then Ian, our COO have given me this delightful, um, kind of run of the mill as long mm -hmm. as it's responsible spend to, uh, mm -hmm. to build the best thing in golf. So mm -hmm. well on our way. Great. Great. Um, what specific role does uh, customer feedback play in your design efforts? Uh, a lot, but we haven't been good at that yet. So okay. we just brought in a customer success director yeah. who is going to curate that feedback. Okay. And I think, gosh, I mean, we probably only have six surveys back. They've yeah. all been really good and mm -hmm. um, also some good feedback. Yeah. So, yeah, certainly the, the faster that we can get the feedback mm -hmm. and, you know, pat ourselves in the back for the good feedback and iterate yeah. due to maybe some not so great feedback, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's going to play a huge role. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, because I think, uh, you know, whether it's good or bad feedback, it all feeds in really and uh, to make your your product the, be the best you can be, you know, at the end of the day, sure. you know, yeah. Yeah, I'd, uh, rather, I'd rather have... I mean, I, you don't want bad feedback, but yeah. if, if a customer had a bad time and they're just not going to tell you about it, yeah, I, I'd rather tell us, to be honest, exactly. because... So you can fix it, you know? And, well, uh, we can fix it moving forward, but we also yeah. can nurture that relationship because we know yeah. there's a, a bit of a pain point. So, yeah, um, so yeah we, we welcome any and all feedback, um, and we're looking forward to getting a lot more moving forward. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, uh, could you tell us a bit a bit more about uh, Club Caddy's vision and growth for the future. Um, you, you touched on those kiosks earlier, but uh, I mean, is there a specific strategy going forward, plan, a plan really going forward for you guys on growth? Yeah, it's interesting. So for a long time, um, well, a long time, what's a long time in technology, right? Like a year. <laughs> but um, so we were we were building a lot of features and we mm -hmm. were running. And so right now we're, we're really focused on, you know, I talked about foundations before. We're really focused on um, just having a really solid foundation of the software. We're yeah. taking a look at every different area of the software. How can we make what is in existence better, both mm -hmm. from an internal perspective for onboarding tools, but also especially for customer facing things like how can we make the T-sheet better? Does it need to look better? Does it need to feel better? just what's going on in the system that needs kind of some softer edges. Because mm -hmm. you know, when you run, maybe not everything's perfect. It maybe it doesn't look as good as you want it to look. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the one big strategy that um, from an internal standpoint for the solution that mm -hmm. we are positioning the software to scale so that maybe some bad things don't snowball. Okay. You know, again, okay. software is perfect, right? So. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one area. Um, another area mm -hmm. that, that we're focused on, um, and it's kind of happened organically, is the enterprise mm -hmm. side of things. We've had a lot of mm -hmm. engagement from some uh, some very prominent management companies, and that okay. uh, all started kind of at the PGA show, and it's it's evolved greatly to the to the extent with which I was able just to bring in a, a new director of enterprise customer success grant, and okay. uh, mm -hmm. so. So that's an area, you know, you start bringing in basically in, through one agreement, 
50, mm -hmm. 60, 100, 150 properties, that's a uh, mm -hmm. significant scale. You know, we just took mm -hmm. our, I think we were, we just took our 250th customer live today and we okay. have 20 more hopper for the next 30 days. So we're going to be at 270, but then you start thinking about a 60 golf facility organization. Now mm -hmm. you're, you're stacking on, you know, around 20%. So, um, that's that's significant growth. Maybe not like in two months, but over like 18 months. That's yeah. uh yeah. that's huge. So that's that's a that's another big strategy there. Uh, we think we have the mm -hmm. tools to accommodate those types of organizations and to whatever yeah. extent we need to develop to, you know, again, meet some of their expectations. But yeah, yeah. those are those are two certainly huge areas for our scale. Uh, mm -hmm. obviously stacking on mm -hmm. a big portfolio like that. And also, yep. again, just making the system as smooth as, as can be and as high performing as it needs to be. Great. Okay, great. Um, companies routinely tout the importance of customer service. Uh, could you define that term for us and the approach followed at Club Caddy um, in terms of customer service? Yeah, I think um, different departments handle customer six uh customer service at different times and what do i mean by that so customer support is typically you know your reactive customer calls or emails or sends a live chat in and says hey i have a problem yeah can you fix it if you can't fix it then then it goes to development then development has a responsibility for customer service because they have to acknowledge priority mm -hmm. and you know shuffle the deck on the cards so to speak and figure mm -hmm. out how fast do we have to fix this? You know, mm -hmm. so there's a service element there. Um, and then there's customer success, which is, you know, you're more proactive. How are you? What can I do? How can I help? Mm -hmm. um, but even sales has a responsibility for customer service. It's, it's properly mm -hmm. positioning a solution and mm -hmm. gauging the fit and not selling it just to sell it. And yeah. our team does a phenomenal job with that too. Um, so, what, why did I explain it from all those different angles? Because I think everybody's responsible for the success of a customer. It's just at different times of the of the customer life cycle. Yeah. Um, and you know, again, I know I've touted Jason's leadership, and I know he's going to watch this. And it's not no brown nosing or anything, but but he does lead by example. He, yeah. he really like you know, if a customer isn't happy and they're not going to be happy, then he just says go get other software. He's very in tune with them being happy and it trickles all the way down mm -hmm. and all, all the way into, you know, a fair comment like that. Like, hey, well, then don't use us. Like, we don't want you to be unhappy. Mm -hmm. We want you to be happy. And if it's not with us, then then so be it. So that services the customer in a bit of a way that maybe other companies perhaps wouldn't. So, um, yeah, everything that we do every day is 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 to serve the customer, whether it be as our customer or maybe perhaps not yeah chris well uh, I, I think uh, I, i've spoken to jason before and he's uh yeah it's great it's quite it's quite uh quite inspirational as well but uh he's, he's a good bloke but uh, uh the uh, <laughs> uh, the best advice you've ever received who was it from what was it and who was it from uh gosh it was uh a gentleman, Ian, from my first uh, first company, Club Profit. Uh, okay. When I when I first got there, 
uh, right before I started, this was Christmas time, 2012 or 2011, because mm-hmm. I started there January 2nd of 2012, which is, it seems like yesterday, but he said, um, and I've trickled this to my team over the years as well, or teams, mm-hmm. they become kind of the resident expert of one area of what the software offers, become the go-to and you will just demonstrate and create an immense value for yourself at the company. And don't be afraid to teach other people about what you become the resident expert on. So, so that's trickled down into me leading teams. And uh, I, I want them to be, I want to hire people smarter than me. I want to learn from them. And it's just kind of that, that idea has, has snowballed and, you know, I empower people for that reason uh, to, to really become as solid in one or two areas of the system. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. you can't know everything all the time. And what that does is that, that fosters communication between the team, especially post COVID where no one's yeah. in an office, like you have to communicate with each other. So we have a guy, Ryan, who's great with accounting. So when people have accounting questions, they got to reach out and talk to Ryan. He's in South Carolina. It might be in Austin and Tacoma, Washington that needs to reach out across the country. So it really mm-hmm. fosters that, okay, he's my go-to, she's my go-to, et cetera. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, it's really helped me. And after COVID and everything, despite all the evolution and how organizations are run, that, that idea has really stuck with me. And, uh, you know, we don't work at the same company anymore, but uh, even if you see this, that was, that was, pretty key mm. okay great um what are the biggest challenges uh, facing club caddy short and long term and uh how would you plan on dealing with each of them i would say that um if i if i tackle this answer from a selfish perspective mm-hmm. uh you know implementation is one of those things that are really sales-based yeah. And, you know, kind of some reactive hiring, so to speak. So mm-hmm. for me, the biggest challenge is scaling the team. So mm-hmm. right now is the time to make some haste and uh, get some things in place as far as internal tools, which, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're hoping to get a lot of them in place in the next three to four weeks so that scaling a new employee is a lot easier than it has been just because mm-hmm. we just don't have information right now it's just we've had too much going on so so yeah. for, for me the biggest thing moving forward is as sales dictates and mm-hmm. that enterprise side of the business dictates we just need to be effective and quick and efficient in hiring mm-hmm. uh to scale but um you know overall um if, if i get out of the selfish mode the biggest challenge for club caddy is you know how how do we grow the the solution and how how do we evolve it effectively, responsibly, thoughtfully, mm-hmm. and differently than than other people in our space? I think mm-hmm. that's that's the big thing. Um, and you know, and obviously retention. You know, so mm-hmm. how do we appeal to the current customers, appeal to mm-hmm. potential customers, and drive the business forward? So yeah, I just mentioned we're at two fifty. How do we get to a thousand? And once we're at a thousand, where do we want to go? Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, my last question 
and uh, and I think we've uh, we probably touched on this earlier when we talked about um, you know uh, where where the industry was going. I mean, where do you see the? I mean, in the next five to ten years, where do you see the overall industry going? You know, in terms of uh, you know tech as well. You know, I mean, is, is that uh, we, we touched on obviously the kiosks and all of that as well earlier, but. Uh, where do you see it overall going? I mean, in terms of you know the whole, uh, if if we can bring in the, you know the the all the the tour questions, you know, in terms of the PGA tour and all of the all all of the news that's been happening recently as well, you know, and uh, we'll bring. I just want want your thoughts on on where you think uh, that's going at the moment. I think it's very interesting. Uh, I, I linked my LinkedIn is, I would say 90% golf stuff just yeah, based on, street that I'm in. um, I don't know if you follow a gentleman named Dave Schultz. I do. <laughs> I do. So I watch I his stuff and it blows my mind and I've been watching yeah. his next links golf stuff for yeah. five years now. Yeah. And now the TGL and all this, I, like my mind is blown and in so many ways right now. I just, I just don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I'm so excited to watch it uh, for, for a game that has been touted as, oh, it's so behind the times. It's so this, it's yeah. so, you know, old boy network. Yeah. It's uh, buckle up time. I think, I think, uh, yeah. I would love to see Dave's idea. I actually bumped into him at the golf show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Introduced myself because we only knew each other from LinkedIn a little bit. But yeah. I'd love to see someone snatch up his idea and you know uh -huh. merge simulator with live short game and uh -huh. uh, you know and if that's tomorrow sports with TGL and Tiger and you know this Michael Jordan stuff with him just selling the team to maybe free up some money to get in and yeah. A lot, of guys, a lot of people are really quiet right now, so I got to think there's a lot going on somewhere. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess stay tuned and buckle up, like I said. But I, yeah. I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. And yeah. I was just talking with Jason the other day. Yeah. I said, I said, we need to talk, mm -hmm. to, you know, the tour, or we need to talk to tomorrow sports, like start getting in people's ears and find yeah. out what their what their goals are because i i think yeah. um you know we don't want to get rid of what we're currently doing but to whatever extent we can partner or you know understand what technology solutions they're looking for mm -hmm. um i think there could be some opportunities but yeah mm -hmm. at the bare minimum uh yeah i'm, I'm watching for sure <laughs> yeah it's an interesting how time you, how about you well, it's an interesting time. I think. I think the last eighteen months has been very interesting, you know. And uh, uh, there's been a lot of different opinions from different people, you know. And uh, so, you know, some are some are for, some are, I don't know. You know, it's uh, as, as you said, it's just it's ever changing. It's a bit quiet at the moment, but uh, mm. uh, it's definitely an exciting time to to be in golf. I think. And I, uh, I agree. yeah. And it's just yeah. there is a lot there is a lot happening, you know, and uh, it's not only yeah. with uh, the game. It's, you know, even even surrounding tech, you know, all aspects of it, B2C, B2B, yeah. 
I think it's an exciting time to be a part of it. But um, I, yeah, yeah, I the yeah the the thing that I would piggyback off of what you just said. Um, yeah, I don't. Were you at the PGA show in January by 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 chance? I, I wasn't unfortunately, but I will be traveling for the next one. Actually, we have a we 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 have a partnership now with uh, the PGA show, uh, Golf Business Technology, and the PGA show. So uh, uh, keep an eye out for that as well on the website. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. But I what yeah. I was going to say about the show, yeah. if you go back and look at the floor layout this year, so I've been yeah. to like the last nine, yeah, PGA shows and. The first one I went to was like 2014, I think, maybe 15. Mm-hmm. But it was a pretty big show. And then everybody says, well, it used to be massive. The, you know, the show yeah. used to be massive. Yeah. Then COVID happened. And then last year, like Callaway and TaylorMade weren't even there. Yeah. And it's because of the expense and whatnot. This year, a couple of them came back. Mm-hmm. But the amount of small businesses and technology businesses that spawned out of COVID because people were bored and they were just like, all right, well, I guess life's too short. Stuff like this can happen. I'm just going to build a business. Yeah. A whole corridor of new small businesses and just walking through it, it was just so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And, and just so neat to see. And, you know, you start following people on Instagram and there's just, I mean, the sky's really the limit, and just the mm-hmm. exponential growth that some of these small businesses have seen is uh, mm-hmm. is really really cool to see. So th- mm-hmm. that's a whole, perhaps a whole other convo, but it's uh, yeah. it, it's it's really nice. So yeah, yeah the evolution of golf is is uh, I think here to stay. Yeah, well, I think you're absolutely right. You know, the uh, I, I, we've seen a lot over the years, a lot of new startups that have popped up, and uh, you know, startups yeah. that started around the COVID time period, but uh, you know, scaling up now, now, now as well. You know, so uh, and they've they, they've become very successful, and uh, you always see new ones. I'm always talking to new ones all the time, and uh, that's uh, an indication of where we're at at the moment in terms of business and golf and technology. And uh, I think uh, it's it's definitely an exciting time. But I think uh, that's where we're going to end off, Nathan. Uh, it was a pleasure pleasure speaking to you today and um, uh, hopefully we can catch up again in two years time and uh, oh, yeah. see where you're hopefully at it's not that long. we do we do yeah. it about, well, hopefully it's not that long <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, well hopefully we'll um, uh, uh, you know uh, I'd urge our, our our readers to obviously get in touch uh, with Club Caddy um, if you want to give our readers the sort of uh, uh, the website to go to as well and uh, any of your uh, information um, should they want to get in touch, um, uh, they're, they're more than they're more than happy to do so. Um, is it it's clubcaddy.com, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Cadie.com. Yep. Yep. And yep. Uh, I want to say I haven't actually been to the site recently because um, okay. I work here now. But let me see. <laughs> in the about club caddy uh, yep. area, there's there's an operations team and. Anybody would like to get in touch with me, or quite honestly, anyone else at the organization, mm-hmm. uh, if you click on any of the pictures, uh, our LinkedIn profiles are linked to the picture. So okay. if you go there, just feel free to connect and uh, you know shoot me a DM. And even if it's just about casual conversation about life, golf, whatever, uh, I just always treasure and enjoy new networks and uh, connections. So. Uh, in, including including this one, Abu. This was great. 
I, I enjoyed it. And you know, anytime you want to chat, even off this platform, just let me know. I'm glad you've enjoyed it, and I mean, I've been, I've enjoyed it myself too. It's a, it's been a great interview, and uh, we'll put that information down in the comments underneath the video, underneath the, underneath the podcast, so everybody can have that information too. But uh, great to speak with you, Nathan. Uh, have a good weekend. Yeah. Thanks so much. Right. Yeah, you too. Enjoy, and uh, we'll talk soon. Cheers. Thank you. Take care.